Welcome to the second episode of Food for Thought. In this session, we'll be continuing from where we left off. As mentioned in episode one, findings from nutrition research are often published in scientific articles. Today, we'll go through the basic skills needed to find, read, and understand one. To find suitable journal articles, we need to start by choosing a database. A database? What's that? A database is kind of like an electronic library of journal articles. Common databases include Google Scholar, PubMed, and many more. Regardless of the database used, the search process should be similar. After choosing a database, we need to think about our search terms. It would be helpful if the terms include the exposure and the outcome. Usually in the field of nutrition research, the researchers are typically trying to identify if there's any relationship between something we consume in our diets and a particular disease. Exposure refers to the diet-related component that's under investigation. It may be a food or a specific nutrient found in the food. Some examples include fish consumption, carbohydrate intake, saturated fat intake, etc. On the other hand, Outcome is often described with respect to a specific disease, such as risk of coronary heart disease, risk of diabetes, and more. Assuming that we are interested in finding the relationship between fish, which is the dietary exposure, and coronary heart disease, which is the outcome, we can simply enter these two terms into the search tool. Many articles will probably appear, so we need to filter the results. Some common filters to use would be Firstly, the free full text filter. By choosing this filter, all results that appear will be fully accessible at no charge. Secondly, there's the publication date filter. In scientific research, recent articles are often preferred because new findings uncovered may override past research. Lastly, there's also the species filter. Logically speaking, results from a human study are typically most meaningful to us compared to animal studies. After selecting a relevant article, the next step is to scan the abstract. The abstract is a short, useful summary located just below the title. It includes key findings and conclusions. If short on time, this is the paragraph to go to. While reading the summarized results, the phrase significant may stand out. Often, this implies statistical significance which means that the results found are unlikely to be due to chance. Rather, there's a possible factor at play, which could be the dietary exposure under investigation. However, it's important to remember that statistical significance does not equal real-life significance. Statistical significance does not consider how practical the results are, while real-life significance does. Let's imagine this scenario. Perhaps a study found that eating a diet pill for six months was associated with a statistically significant weight loss of 0.5 kilograms. Over here, statistical significance implies that the weight loss is most likely not due to chance, but perhaps due to the diet pill. However, after reading the results, will you as a consumer be rushing to buy those diet pills? Hmm, definitely not. I mean, Losing only half a kilogram in six months is ridiculous. 
I may as well rely on my own effort to lose weight naturally, which will be much cheaper too. Indeed. Now, do you understand the difference between statistical significance and real-world significance? Yes, I do. While statistical significance is important in showing that an outcome is not due to chance, we also need to consider real-world significance for the practicality of the findings. Spot on! Now, moving on, after scanning the abstract, we must decide how dependable the findings are by analysing the method section. While reading the methods, think critically by asking the following questions. How many participants were involved in the study? If the number of participants is small, it's less likely that the findings can be projected onto the larger general population. Secondly, where does the research sit on the hierarchy of evidence? Hmm, hierarchy of evidence? This is a big phrase that I don't quite understand and have not come across before. I'm not surprised. The hierarchy of evidence is a key concept used to evaluate the quality of evidence found. It's similar to the health star rating system used to grade packaged foods. With this, I'll leave you with some homework to prepare for the next session. Try to read out on this hierarchy of evidence and bring your knowledge to the table. I think it's time for me to take a break and time for you to hang the conversation. No problem. Fantastic. Also, in case you need a visual summary of the content discussed in this episode, do remember to check out the corresponding infographic. See you in the next episode of this series.